Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to the Grow My Grit podcast. My name is Hayes Sheffmeyer, and I'm so grateful that you've made time to join me and my amazing guests talk about a little bit, a lot about, a little and a lot about how we do hard things. My guest is Vaughn DeMelio. He is an LLB lawyer and notary with Green German Saccharin. And I'm just delighted to have you here because, again, we're going to dig into how we do hard things, knowing that each one of us has our own approach. Vaughn, welcome to the Grow My Grit podcast. Hayes, thank you very much. I can't believe how excited I am to be doing this with you on a Friday. And I've got to say right off the bat, you have one of the most positive personalities of anybody I've ever met. And so knowing today was coming, I've been super excited. Uh, It feels like a blessing to be in the office today, even just to talk to you. So thank you very much. You are so welcome, Vaughn. Let's get into it. Given your excitement, I want to rein and harness that. My first question for guests is always really to give us a chance to understand how you do hard things. So I would love for you to share with us how you define your grit. What are your G, R, I, and T words that reflect your default setting when things are hard? That's wonderful. So, so uh, working through the program and some of the materials you sent me, I got to um, thinking, and I started with G, and I said, a lot of my life has been about growth. Mm. And so I figured that's going to be my word. That's where I typically start out because I, I, I strongly believe that, that you really do need to grow as a person. And when you feel frustrated, it's because you're sensing growth or you feel just the need for it. That's where the change comes from. So the G for me is growth. For the R, it was resilience. But I have a little bit of a different meaning on resilience. And it's spelled completely awesome. different. I actually re-silence. So, so the two words are spelled differently, but resilience to me oh. is resilencing my body. When I'm, when I'm frustrated or when I get, I find that I really got to get something done, I got to find different venues to let that, that energy go. And it's all about resilencing mm. myself so I can go to the next step, which is invest. You invest in yourself. You invest your time. You take time to take a step back. And then the last one would be T for me, which is trust. And you absolutely have to trust in the process. Everybody sees point A to point B. But life is the journey that gets you there. And it's the squiggly line. It doesn't really matter. That's the important stuff. And you got to trust in that process. So me, that's my grit. And that's what I've learned, uh, at least over this process so far. That is fantastic for so many reasons. I love when people make up words. I am someone for whom word games are (laughs) my jam. So the fact that resilience has a re-silence piece is very powerful. And again, the the re-element of that to me is that idea of it's not a one-time thing. Re-silencing is a, like you said, it's a process. So it's, okay, how do I feel? What needs to be silent? Maybe it's my heart. Maybe it's my fingers. Maybe it's my toes. But re-silencing is almost this continuous conversation with yourself, which is a lot of work, an obstacle in itself, but equally powerful because you said that's from that place is where you can 
move on to your I, which is invest in tea. And I love that segue because the next question I like to ask people is, do you find that your grit words connect? Do you find that they cooperate? Or do you find that they compete with each other? Right. So so when I, I look at that from all different perspectives, and I could really just invest in the idea that they connect. It's a flow. It's a process to me. It's when you mm. when, when we started this, I started thinking, where were the pivotal moments in my life and what words came out in, in, in those times? And I really connected mm-hmm. this back to um, an influential aunt and uncle of mine who, when I was in a previous career, which I know we're going to touch on, uh, they would always say to me, you know, you've got to reinvent yourself. It's a, the most important thing you can do. And you're not changing oh everything gosh. about yourself. But if you're feeling that, you can always take a step back, educate yourself, figure out what you like. You know yourself and you have a duty to enjoy your life. So, so I find that they all, they all connect, right? And, and, and it's just even the physical process of growth, right? And that idea that it's difficult, you need to settle in and enjoy it, take it on. That's the resilience. Resilience yourself. But the most important mm-hmm. thing is understanding you are important. So you're going to invest in your life. Take yourself forward. That's, that's how it, it really does connect. It's, it's combined. I, I think you can have one individually, but the finished result is a process of all four for me. Oh, my goodness. And I love your continual reference to process and progress because it's that idea that there's this package. I am a series of elements. I am a series of strengths. And there is a place that I can take all that energy with me. So good. And now you've alluded to something that I want to ask about. So after you made the mind-boggling transition from being a chef to (laughs) studying law in the UK, how do you think your grit got you through that first year as a lawyer? And in particular, do you find that being a chef somehow prepared you for being a lawyer? So, so absolutely, but the, the real struggle actually goes back before then because going back to university at the age of 25 after a career was a complete change, right? That's, mm. that's a very difficult step and that's what I'm talking about, that growth. Was it comfortable? Mm. Absolutely not doing that. Am I taking a risk? But why am I doing it? Well, I want to do it to better myself, to better the lives of yeah. those around me as well. And that's where that change, and that was really the most difficult part. Now, going from being a chef to being a lawyer, I actually think it gives me a little bit um, of a leg up because I spent a lot of time in hospitality. So hospitality is all about Mm. making sure you understand what somebody's asking for. As the law, this is a little bit of a play on words, I make things digestible as a lawyer. Can we understand Mm. what's going on? Does the client understand what they're actually doing here? As a chef... I would hope I'm successful at making something digestible as well, right? A different Mm. sense of the word. So they absolutely do go together. Um, I find that with with my practice and and, and even with my mentors, the focus has always been on um, you have a personality and and it's okay to share that. And you should share that because it's a very important part of the industry. People typically say, uh, you know, lawyers are sort of on the dry side. And we can be, absolutely. There's a benefit to doing that. But you don't always have to be that way. Right? Mm. And I think that's, that's what I find about the, the, the distinction between the two. The first year of law was very interesting. And you're a completely different person. Me in the kitchen yes. versus me, um, you know, in court or, or, or in the office with an individual. In the kitchen, you can take the typical, like, uh, you know, the, the shows with Gordon Ramsay. And we're yelling and we're kicking and we're screaming. <laughs> and and we don't, I don't do that as a lawyer. No, no, no. You can't, okay. you can't do that. You have to keep yourself centered and grounded. And that's mm. the learning curve. Right. It's all about having that ability to take a step back and understand, understand yourself, stay calm and work through Mm -hmm. each problem. And that's all we really do. It's a problem solving situation. I'm so grateful that you also like word games because I will never forget that the digestible 
is what drives you. So as a chef, you are literally making meals palatable and digestible and enjoyable. But as a lawyer, you're equally invested in that obstacle of hearing what someone's looking for, finding out what it is that would satisfy them, literally, and then making what it is that they need digestible. So it's I would have never imagined an overlap and a link, but you have absolutely articulated that hospitality just just going off of that uh even even the idea of a first-time home buyer there's so many people out there that don't know uh whether or not they can purchase a house okay or what or even what the steps are and that's really the first thing i do is i say this all the time in 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 some of the network that i do is pick up the phone and call i've got time for a phone call with somebody i'll walk them through the steps and and that's the personality if you're a, mm-hmm. a typical cut and dry kind of a lawyer situation, maybe you don't operate that way. But for me to take a couple of moments to sit back and say, you guys have a plan. Let's see what the steps that we can take you through to make sure you get that. So make this strange process of buying a house digestible. Here's your step one, two, and three. Do you have any questions yep. and work them through it? That's, that's yep. the most rewarding part, I would say, about this job is helping people realize that they can actually do things. They can get yes. through this. They can get through breaches of yep. contract. They can purchase the property. They're going to get through it. Yep. And, and I re- appreciate as someone who speaks a lot to the getting through, whether it's getting through, getting around, getting over, getting under the obstacle, at the end of the conversation or the interaction, the obstacle hasn't changed. That hard thing hasn't changed, but how you see it has shifted. So in the various opportunities you've had, people are coming to you with that concern about that choice, that decision, that purchase. And as a result of the time you've taken to really give them space to grow into that obstacle, um, there's just that like, ah, there's that that sense of, okay, I am prepared. I have what it takes thanks to your translation. I love that. And, and you're right. So so in, in terms of law, the law is kind of the same. Let's even just keep real estate going. That law is, is going to be the same and the steps are going to be the same. But each client's understanding is going to be absolutely different. And, and, and I feel that our role, and we use this idea of being digestible, is to take that complex area and make sure whether it's the sophisticated investor or the first-time home buyer or the parent that wants to downsize to maybe help their their kids invest in a new property. That's mm. that's the real skill involved here, and it's kind of like cooking because the actual cooking is very easy for me to do. I can do certain plates, but the difficult thing is to try to explain it to somebody else. Maybe we have a new crew member and say, okay, I want you to have this finished product. So how do I get these methods and ideas into this person's head so they feel comfortable executing it? Cooking is easy. Getting other people to do what you want them to do, that's a challenge and that's a skill. And it also comes with becoming relatable to people. You've got to understand. Yes, so powerful. And again, you've just, I love this conversation because you've planted so many seeds of growth and that's your G. So it's neat that even in your speech, in your conversations, you're making growth possible for other people. And that takes me back to uh, something you once said. You once said that my key is growth, and I believe we have the opportunity to change. But moreover, if you love yourself, you have a duty to change and grow. And so to me, that sounds like your value of diligence, absolutely in action. And I'm curious, how does shifting your perspective to see opportunities as duties make you more motivated to do the hard work? You know, um, it actually makes it just flat out enjoyable. You get to hmm. seize the moment. You see opportunities less as challenges and more as opportunities. Something that you 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 can actually get through, get over, get around, move around it. There's hmm. so many options with the right mindset. Mindset is absolutely key. And it's just going back to that idea of like, you don't have to. 
And when you actually change, you're not changing yourself completely. You're not becoming a completely different person. You're not throwing out the bad and saying, I don't need this mm-hmm. person. Uh, you're you're yeah. saying, I'm just, I'm just pivoting. I'm saying, these are core values to me, and I want to take them in a different direction. And that can affect your identity. It, it really can. You have to think about who you are and how you're perceived. Uh, but I find that with the right mindset and the right positioning, you're going to see those things as opportunities versus uh, a downright challenge or something that you can't do. And I, I think that's that's a very important uh, of keeping healthily, healthy, like mentally, uh, even nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you can easily get bogged down, but but the best thing is you're important to yourself. Give yourself some love. And, and make life mm-hmm. what it is for yourself. Mm-hmm. And again, you are just one of the most heart-centered people I've ever encountered. And so I'm going to keep playing on that theme because literally each time we get to chat, I am always moved by your heart-centeredness. And on your grit growth guide, you said compassion is your number one value, but not everyone sees lawyers as compassionate people right away. Which of your grit words, either growth, resilience, invest, or trust, which of those do you think kicks in first when you have to help someone see, no, really, I am a compassionate lawyer. No, really, what it is that you're looking for or what it is you have in your mind is different. I am a different kind of lawyer and I work for a different kind of law firm. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. I, I, I am me, right? And so investment and trust is very important and, and you have mm. to be compassionate to invest in yourself. People will have to trust you to invest in them. Um, that's where the compassion comes from. It also comes from the idea of, I, I, you know, I did the things that I needed to do, but people were compassionate with me. And even still to mm. this day, I don't, I, I'm not... A lot of people think they, they go to a lawyer and the lawyer knows absolutely everything about anything in the world. And it's just it's just not the case. We're going to find out for you. We're taking a problem that you may have and we're going to understand it. And, and that understanding right there and the ability to take time, I would want that respect given to me if, if I was going to somebody else. And that's, that's as far as it goes for me. I'm only going to treat others the way I want to be treated. And, and I think that's mm. where the compassion comes from. Every lawyer would be different. There's a lot of compassionate yes. people out there, and a lot of people get into it just for that reason alone. It's just something that's that's important to me because it's what I, I hope from people. That's what I want from people. Yeah. yeah, and that's that do unto others as you would like to have done unto you, which not necessarily, it's not always people's first instinct. There's a lot of, well, do what works for you yeah. and really make just whatever, let whatever happens happen. But if you're operating from this is how I'd like to be treated versus what's easy for me in the moment. So you're essentially, your way of being is hard, but your ability to do that ties right back into your G word, R word, I word, and your T word. And I've got to give credit to to the founding partners here and the managing partner because they do groom us. I've been here for nine years. I was called to the bar in, I think it was 2016. And, and there is a lot of, of, of a grooming process and saying, you know, this, yes. is, this is the way they used to deal with these things, um, the way the founding partners dealt with it. And we take those morals and those values and we try to carry them on. And, and so to say yep. it was, it's just in me, but it was, it's always been a part of the firm. And the firm has been here for, I think, about 40 years, at least 40 years yep. servicing Halton. Um, so we want to care. I want to carry on that tradition. I want people to know us as, as those uh, as those uh, accessible lawyers that people can reach out and talk to if they need if they have an issue. We're right there yes. for them. We're in the community. Yes, yes. And essentially, you are part of the community. I like that model too because recognizing even coming to a lawyer is sometimes a really hard and scary thing for people. So I appreciate that this conversation really gives people access to that 
insight because it is like you said it's your your firm is essentially your home and it's your type of personality your values and your grit have aligned in a way so it might have been the case that had you not found this this place hadn't really sat with connected with giving you access to be that compassionate and diligent person that you are you may not have stayed but really this this green german saccharin is your absolute it's it allows you to be all those things that you are because it is embracing that type of experience. You're right. Those pivotal moments in life where you change that direction, you don't even realize the end point. And you go on this crazy sort of traveling journey. And you get there and things kind of come together for you. You sit back and you say, how did I get, I made this, I made myself. I've, I've worked myself into something that I am, I am proud of. And I think it's important yes. to take that time. And this is where we're going back to the grit. Take that yes. time and improve yourself. Think about what you want, what you need, and what you need to get there. And if you don't have the tools, a, a guide like this is, is perfect to find out what's important for you because it is what works for you. And that's what we do as yes. lawyers. We find out what works for you, what works for the client. I love it. And then building on that too. So essentially, I've heard you say a few times, but I'd love for listeners to hear it. The majority of your interaction with your clients is communication. It's really only like 25% law and really 75% investing, your I word, creating trust and making space for growth while leaving opportunity for resilience. Is that kind of a fair takeaway? Absolutely. If uh, I think you can be a brilliant lawyer, memorize the black letter law, but if you can't understand people, you can't help people. And, and I think of us as access to justice and whether it's, again, if it's in a criminal situation or just straight out in the real estate law, you've got to understand what the, what the client needs, what the client wants. What are they concerned about? Are they nervous? Are they anxious? Just those conversations. And the more comfortable I am with them, the more comfortable yeah. they are with me. And we have great relationships with clients. Yep. I actually saw a client the other day in the mall. Um, just just happened to be there and, she, and, and I, they were in the office two days before. And she said, it's so strange to see you out in public. And I said, I'm regular person, how are you doing kind of a situation, <laughs> right? Um, uh -huh. I, I, think, I think that's key. And that's what makes, at least it's the most rewarding part of my job. And that's what yep. makes me relatable. Uh, and I yep. think that's what helps the clients come back and, and makes people reach out. Like I say, I'm always available for a phone call. We can't solve problems Amazing. if we can't talk. Yes. Yes. It's a very straightforward, again, simple, but not easy. It's that whole concept of just really, I don't know what I don't know about your situation. I, I have answers and I have intel and I have access to resources, but I don't know how I can serve you. And really, that's what I'm hearing. It's this attitude of service. You're not coming in with, well, I know the law. Let me just tell you what it is you need. You're always making space for that conversation that's going to make you more connected. And just, it'll take some of the fear out of the interaction, right? It's your, your lowering. I think that's yeah. it. The, the fear about the interaction. So it's not the fear on my end. I'm available, ready with a phone. Client calls in. It's it's the fear. And this is why I say resilience, resilience. Because if you've got a legal issue or you've got a question, you want to buy a house, you're not sure about financing. In those moments where you're you're not able to make that phone call, you need to resilience yourself. Do I know mm. the answer? No. Do I know how to get the answer? Pick up the phone. Call the local lawyer and say, hey, I've got a question. Do you have a few minutes? That's the re-silencing I'm talking about. Said to your body, yes, there's a problem. Let's move forward. Let's find a solution. 
Yeah, just together. And I really appreciate your continuing conversation that obstacles can be very specific to an individual, but as soon as there's that presence to other resources, other supports, other people, that expertise is now part of my grit. That expertise is now another set of skills that I can leverage. And I really appreciate that that insight. Now, what I'd love to conclude with is looking at upcoming lawyers, as you've watched yourself grow in the last nine years, what would you offer up to lawyers who are continuing to bring the field to make the make your practice accessible? What are some kind of advice, maybe not advice, guidance, experience? What would you like upcoming lawyers to know about being more of, of what your firm and you are doing for clients? I would say don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, hmm. You know, articling students or people in law school, um, you're going to learn as you go. And yeah. um, keep calm, keep centered. There's going to be tough days. Um, and this is the connection between law and a chef. I can have a really difficult day at work, Hayes, but when I go yeah. home, I know I'm going to eat well and I'm going to feel good. <laughs> you're always going to keep that with you. So no matter what goes yeah. on in my day, I'm going to have a happy tum at the end of the day mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. So love yourselves. You know, that's the most important thing. If you're not happy, make a change. If you're not happy, ask questions. Don't be afraid of the problem. The problem will be there. You just need to position yourself to to sort of tackle that obstacle. Yeah, so good. I love that. And again, as the concluding kind of mindset is that don't be afraid of the obstacle because it's not necessarily going anywhere. It's how do you, like you said, how do you position yourself? How do you position supports in your environment to really grow that Thing you need to do and kind of take those like baby steps, big steps, sideways steps. But how do you keep moving forward? It's going to teach oh. you to not take for granted things in your life, you know, like like relationships. Young lawyers get out, find a mentor, find somebody you connect with. They, they, a lot of lawyers, the senior lawyers, they were mentored and they had people that influenced mm-hmm. them. I've been lucky. I, I've got, you know, a, a, like a, an unbelievable value, an invaluable resource of, of mentors close to me that I can talk to if I'm not sure, if I'm just down. Um, That's really important. And you pay that forward. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like lucky is a strong word because I feel as though you attract and you create those opportunities. People are excited to mentor you because there's that element of he gets it and he's going to pay it forward. He's going to give. You're an extension of what your mentors already want to see happen. So yeah, to your point, really access the people and the experiences that can support you as you do hard things, because life is hard. We're all doing hard things all the time. But when you have that opportunity to root into your grit and root into your system, your network, it's a little less daunting, right? It is. And it just feels good to talk with somebody about this stuff. Hayes, I can't believe, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to tell you, I really appreciate it. You are you are like a mental health guru for me. And and you you make me feel wonderful. Each time we Mm -hmm. talk, everybody's got to reach out to Hayes if they got time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Vaughn. Listeners, like we said, there's going to be a link in the bio in the show notes about how to learn more about Green, Gurman, Sakran and a little bit about Vaughn and his team. And just thank you so much for your time, Vaughn. I appreciate your insights and your enthusiasm. Compassionate lawyers are a thing. Yes, you heard it here. <laughs> it's you heard a fact. it here on Grow My Grit Podcast. Have an amazing day, Vaughn. Thank you very much, Hayes. <laughs> Take care. Grow My Grit Podcast, hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. 
For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit. 